You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Monday, May 16. With the federal election just days away, the Coalition's announcement that it would allow first home buyers to access up to $50,000 or 40% of their superannuation has divided Australians. Minister for Superannuation Jane Hume admitted to the ABC's Radio National that it would push up prices, at least in the short term. Her admission has drawn strong criticism from Labour and many economists, who say the plan does nothing to tackle the root causes of housing unaffordability. Prime Minister Scott Morrison suggested the price rise would be cancelled out by convincing older Aussies to downsize, but many are sceptical about how effective that would be. The idea was raised previously in 2017 when Mr Morrison was Treasurer, but was rejected by then-Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, who said last year that it was the craziest idea he'd ever heard. Brendan Coates from the Grattan Institute told the ABC that neither of the major parties is doing enough to tackle affordability, saying what we've seen from both parties is policies that tinker around the edges. We're not willing to tackle the underlying drivers of why housing is so unaffordable in the first place. Following another suspected gang shooting in Western Sydney on the weekend, New South Wales Police have announced they will dedicate another 60 full-time officers to tackling gang violence. Strike Force Erebus will combine the skills and resources of existing anti-gang squads and liaise with other areas of law enforcement, including intelligence, to find the links between the importation of illegal drugs, illicit firearms supply and vehicle theft. At least 11 people have been killed by gang warfare in New South Wales in the past two years alone. And it's not only criminals who are at risk. Police Assistant Commissioner Mick Fitzgerald says while these attacks are usually targeted, it only takes one stray bullet to injure or kill an innocent person. New South Wales Health is continuing the battle against vaping, revealing it has already seized $1 million worth of illegal products from shops across the state this year. New South Wales Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry Chant warned that vapes are often thought of by young people as being harmless flavoured water, but in reality they contain poisonous chemicals that are extremely dangerous. Vape products containing nicotine have been restricted since late last year to only those people with a prescription from their GP as an aid to help them quit smoking. But many such products are still widely available, despite penalties of up to six months in prison and fines of $1,650. 
The department is also cracking down on the sale of non-nicotine vapes to minors, which carries a penalty of up to $55,000. A health disaster is unfolding in North Korea, where less than one week after announcing their first official case, more than one million people are now thought to be infected with COVID-19. In a shocking about-face, state media in Pyongyang is now reporting a huge surge in cases of what they are referring to as the fever. A nationwide lockdown remains in place, but having rejected all vaccines and help from overseas, combined with a poor health system, it's thought a catastrophe is unfolding. Leader Kim Jong-un has stood up his army to try and deal with the situation, but the World Food Programme estimates 11 million people in North Korea are malnourished, meaning there is also a real risk of another devastating famine. The Queen has attended the first of many Platinum Jubilee events in Windsor, featuring a whole host of special guests, including Hollywood actor Tom Cruise. Dame Helen Mirren also gave a performance while dressed as Queen Elizabeth I. The special equestrian event, called A Gallop Through History, featured more than 500 horses and over a 1,000 performers, and began with a standing ovation for Her Majesty. It marks the start of a series of events commemorating the Queen's 70 years on the throne, which will culminate in a four-day spectacular starting on June 2nd, with people in the UK given a special four-day weekend to celebrate. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from The Quickie, check out today's deep dive on whether you should have a joint bank account with your partner or if it's wiser to keep your money and your love life completely separate. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription.